Kim Plank, welcome to the Faith for Work podcast. We are so happy to have you here and, and have you as part of the BBT team. Thanks. Thanks, Jordan. I'm glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about your story. Who are you and how has God led you to the work that you do now? I've been here in St. Louis for about, I don't know, since 1995, I think. So it's kind of like home now. But I uh, I was was raised in southeastern Ohio. I'm from coal country in Appalachia. Uh, my parents were entrepreneurs. We had a motorcycle dealer shop uh, growing up. And so I worked there and kind of rode motocross and did all those those things all all my life growing up. And so I kind of grew up in the in the country and had a had a really fun time there. And when I graduated from college, decided to go east, went to Philadelphia and worked for a drug company there, and then came out here with my husband to St. Louis. We both got transferred here at the same time. He got transferred here and I got transferred to to Washington DC. So um I I ended up not working for a little while and I had a couple of babies and we lived here and made our home here in St. Louis. As we were just trying to figure out what we were going to be doing here, I ran into some folks on my street that were starting the Crossing Church. I'm sure you're familiar with that. And we started attending there. Longtime BBT partners. Yeah, yeah. They, there's there's a lot of folks that go there now. At the time, there were about 50 to 75 people there. So it's grown a little bit since then. And I ended up uh, eventually coming on staff there and worked there for several years and created their outreach program. It was a really great opportunity and felt God really called me to ministry in the city. We were working with a lot of organizations and my heart has always been for helping people overcome poverty. And I think that came from where I grew up. You know, we, we always had a lot of coal miners and kids that we went to school with um, were impacted by that industry really greatly, and a lot of people that we knew were. And so that was just something that that God had always put on my heart was to try to help figure out how can we get people jobs and help help get create sustainability in families. And so one of the organizations that we were working with, I just really fell in love with up on the north side. And I really felt God calling me there. And so uh, that was Urban K Life. And I went there and served there as their development director and then as the executive director. And what I, I realized there, Jordan, was that a lot of people were um, coming to visit us that were business people. And we were a faith-based organization. And because of that, they were not able to help fund us. And I kept saying, you guys, this is our workforce. This is our future workforce. These are all the kids in these in these high schools that are, that are going to need to be working for you at some point, or they're going to have to choose a different path. And so, I I really felt God calling me to to try to to figure out how to make this work. And so I ended up working at what was at the time the St. Louis Regional Chamber. Ended up working there in economic development, which I didn't know anything about at the time. And, uh, but they said it was one of those things where you look back, you know, I look at my resume now and I go, what, what was I thinking in all these jobs? And I look back now and I go, okay, I see how God sort of connected it all. It always seems to come back to the same kind of thing. And so I got recruited there to recruit companies to St. Louis and to try and create more jobs. And I thought, well, maybe this is the opportunity for me to be able to speak to some of the people that can help with some of the, the systems that are needed to create workforce development. Had a, had a really great time working there and got to work um, through uh, everything that happened with Ferguson and how the chamber you know, was able to work during those times. And Got to recruit a lot of interesting companies and meet a lot of really interesting people. I did health and uh, health science and services and agriculture and biotech. 
So I got to to meet a lot of really interesting business people and sort of expand a network there that I had not had any uh, experience with in in the ministry area that I'd been in in St. Louis or in the nonprofit area. So the network was growing in kind of a way that I just kept sort of scratching my head of, gosh, God, what are you doing here? I was asked to go down to Cortex and work for the Cambridge Innovation Center, which is CIC, and run the startup community that they had down there. And that was after when Dugan Sherwood uh, went back to Massachusetts. And I worked there for about, I think, three or three and a half years and helped expand that center into three. And that was really interesting because it was really cool to be able to help young business people that wanted to start something new. And especially in the wake of uh, what happened with Michael Brown and the way that St. Louis was changing and the things that God was doing in the city, um, it was really an interesting time to be there and to, to try to figure out ways to help entrepreneurs find better solutions that were more equitable. And so I was there for a while and then um, ended up going somewhere completely different after that and was in our advertising and marketing. And then uh, just last year, I spent a year as a, I've been, I've been a contractor for quite a while now. So I've, about the last three years and I contracted for that ad agency and then I contracted this last year for a company in Dallas that helps cities and universities that want to create innovation districts like our Cortex do that in their cities and that was really fun because it was mostly in the Midwest and it was for cities like Kenosha, Wisconsin and smaller cities where they have had something happen like a Chrysler plant close or some big um, workforce development ha thing happen where a lot of people have lost their jobs or they see the opportunity where they could create something that could get a lot of people some much better opportunities for sustainability. So I've done, I did that for about the last year and a half, and my contract just ended with them in late July, early August. And so um, now I'm working on a few nonprofit things. So I'm just kind of bouncing from thing to thing. But what, it, what was interesting is I, I found um, myself sitting with somebody in North St. Louis the other day, and we're creating a contract to work on their, their uh, capital campaign. And it's in the same neighborhood that I started with Urban St. Louis, and I'm going, Gosh, God, did you have to, did I have to spend the last 15 years getting knocked around and all these different things to learn how to do what it is that you want me to do now? So I'm hoping that maybe he's bringing me back full circle to actually work in my own city now um, to make some, some sustainability changes and help people uh, create a few more jobs here. Excellent. So you consult as well through Kim Plank Consulting. What type of consulting work do you do? Um, building and innovating and sort of nurturing relationships to help people and organizations really achieve their goals. And that can be for-profit or non-profit. It just looks different depending on who the client is. Um, I've worked in a lot of different industries, like I said, and I, um, I really enjoy economic development, and I also really enjoy non-profit. Um, Sometimes it's just working to make the best connections so people can do business together to really make things happen. Sometimes it's finding uh, the right companies that companies are looking to target, and I might help them figure that out in, in business development and try to, to fill their pipeline. Sometimes it's planning and moderating conversations. Um, 
I help create three to five year plans for companies sometimes and help with that whole process of just kind of talking through it. Sometimes it helps to bring in a third party that that isn't so close to the fire, you know, and just really kind of talk through, well, what do you mean by that? And how, how are you, how do you think that's going to happen? And really just push people on how they expect to get some of those things done. Um, I moderated a panel the other day at Ballpark Village of real estate experts who specialize in sports and entertainment in the region. And that was all about how they're bringing new jobs and businesses to make the region better. So, um, and then in not the nonprofit area, connect organizations for workforce development training programs. Um, a lot of a lot of the nonprofits have goals for training people, but they're having trouble connecting to how are we going to get them trained because it's expensive, and how are we going to do that so that we can create we can we can help the people that we're serving create more sustainable lives and make our community better. But how are we going to do that? And so sometimes because of the different areas that I've been able to work in, I can help connect them that way. Um, and then sometimes it's just creating, helping them create messages, messaging and target lists and the materials maybe that they need for something like a capital campaign or maybe direct, uh, creating the, the curriculum development for organizations to be able to expand what they're doing. For our, our listeners who may not be in the St. Louis area, uh, North uh, St. Louis is, is a place that's that's seen as kind of historically impoverished. There's a uh, if, if if you're outside St. Louis and would like to learn about this, you can look up the Delmar Divide. Uh, something very interesting in the dynamics of St. Louis, but uh, an incredible core of companies. Here in St. Louis, uh, uh, Cortex that you mentioned is an innovation center with co-working space, bio startup incubators, all sorts of amazing things, and uh, a, a workforce ready to be tapped if we can if we can get the the proper training to the proper people at the proper time. Absolutely, yep. A lot of times it's just access, and so I think that's where I've been able to be a little bit helpful with some of those organizations. So Kim, how did you come to BBT and why was it important for you to become part of our board? I think, honestly, Jordan, it was a total God thing. I uh, I had been been watching Dave Stewart for a long time when he first launched his first book. I don't even know what year that was, but it was a long time ago. And I saw him at the, the Hilton at Maryville, I think, talking about it. And I thought, this guy is really going to do some things for our community. And so I saw that there was another book out, and I just kept following what they were doing. And I saw BBT and what they were doing. And um, my good friend Scott Glover started working for Kingdom Capital, and he was telling me all about it. And I had been doing some a little bit of work for them and uh, with an advertising agency I was contracted with. And uh, trying to get them to do some brand work and they, they weren't ready to do it yet. And so I, I, they called me in one day and I came in and I thought, well, maybe this is it. Maybe I'm going to actually sell them something. And I came in and Brandon was in the room and Scott was in the room and Lori was in the room and they started talking to me about being on the board. And I, I said, gosh, you guys, I just don't even, I'm not, I'm not sure what I can, what I can add here. And we, the more we talked about it, the more they told me about this master plan that they have about how they really want to expand and they want to help to connect people to it. And they, you know, all the, all of the excitement in the room about how they have expanded it globally already. It was just really interesting to me. And to think that once I understood how 
accessible the curriculum is. And I've seen so many different people struggle with how are they going to share their faith at work that it just seemed like a really great opportunity to maybe try to use some of the ways I can connect people with something that could really spread the gospel. I also think that once you're comfortable with sharing your faith with people or even having that discussion about approaching it and you want to try to do it some kind of a bible study with people that you work with i don't think it could be have been made any easier than the materials that bbt has pulled together and if you haven't looked at those please go on the website jordan can give you that website before we go to that curriculum is so simple that anybody can lead one of those groups and you can do it in so many different platforms and in so many different ways and styles you can make it your own, but it's it's just not much work at all to be able to do it. And so I'd, I just would really encourage anybody who wants to do that at work to pick up that curriculum and take a, take a look at it. So Kim, I think um, perhaps a lot like me, uh, if you were to go back and explain your career and your trajectory to your your 20-year-old self, uh, that you would be pretty surprised by the places that you've been and the (laughs) the places that you've gone. And so I want to ask, where have you seen God active in your life, guiding you towards the right outcomes and and the ability to to live into your calling? You know, physically and emotionally, I think the more often that I'm able to connect with God and the more that I'm able to talk with Him and spend time with Him, and I, I try to do that every day, but you know, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say I screw that up a lot. And, uh, but you know, my goal is to try to do it every day. And I think when I find that I, that I am doing that, I see him in a lot of different ways during the day. And it might be that I say, you know what, God, I, I don't know what your plan is for me today, but just help me, help me share you somehow with, with somebody today or or show me exactly what it is that you want me to do with this life that you've given me. And I may not even realize it sometimes. And then some, and we'll have a conversation and then I walk away and go, Oh my gosh, that was a God thing that I think that was, that was somebody asked me a really interesting question that I, that I never would have imagined in a million years they would have asked. And it led to a conversation about um, my faith or maybe why I'm so encouraged in this time when so many people are feeling so hopeless and the world feels like it's in such a crummy place some days. And it's it's fun for me to be able to talk about why I have the hope that I have. And I think sometimes that's just God saying that was there. I, we did it today. I just that's what I did through you today. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be a lightning bolt. Right. From a business perspective, where I've seen God working is when I've seen this one over and over again is when something isn't working out the way I want it to work out. Maybe that's a a business deal or sometimes, you know, when you're dealing with people, it's messy, right? And when when you're consulting for people, you've got contracts and you're going on people's word and all kinds of things. And, you know, character comes into play a lot and everybody doesn't always have the character that you expect them to have. And so sometimes you get in situations where you think, okay, well, this is going to happen and it's all going to be a neat and tidy package and I'm going to get paid X amount and those sorts of things. And then things happen and, and they go, you know what? Yeah, we're not going to, not going to do that the way we thought we were going to do it. And, and it gets kind of, it can get messy, right? And once in a while when that happens, or if, if something doesn't go your way or you blow a big deal or something just doesn't, doesn't happen the way you wanted it, it's really easy to just get really wrapped up in that, you know, whether that is 
the messages in your head saying, this is you, you're not good enough. And you know, that's, you know, that's, those are just lies. And, or is it that you, maybe you did something wrong, you know, maybe you fumbled the ball and that's not how, how you want it to go. And you didn't get the result that you wanted, but sometimes it's easy to let yourself get really almost physically sick about those things. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist sometimes, especially when it comes to work. And when I'm working for other people, I always want to do it exactly right. So sometimes I can really get myself worked up physically and emotionally and not sleep and just worry about things and just really, my stomach will be in knots. I find that it, for some reason, it takes me a while to remember, oh yeah, I can go to God with this stuff and just leave it with him. He'll take it away from me. But for some reason, I have a hard head, I guess, like a lot of people. And I, it, takes me, it takes me a little while to get there sometimes. So I'm getting better at that. But the last time it happened, you know, it took me two or three days where I was physically feeling sick. And I realized, oh, my gosh, what if, this, is just, this is just a money situation or a relationship situation or whatever it is. And I got to let this go. But I just couldn't do it on my own. And so I just started praying, you know, one morning. I just said, God, you got to take this away from me because this is just... This is ridiculous. This is not this is not what you want me spending my time on. This is not glorifying you in any way. And and so that day I I felt it lift a little bit and then the next day I said, "Okay, I'm really trying here, but I really I really need you." And it took me two or three days of praying that until about the third day finally about lunchtime I realized I feel good. I feel free. I feel like this weight is just off of me. And, you know, the problem might might have still have been there or the situation was still the same. But I wasn't walking around with knots in my stomach anymore. And I think that's where I really see God show up is when I'm able to just say, okay, God, I can't do this. I know that I cannot do this. This is only going to happen if you can, you, you, you decide you're going to pull this off. And so I just have to get that through my head a little bit faster. That would be helpful. <laughs> One of my favorite things about the Bible is that it doesn't matter what emotion or, or since I'm feeling what I'm carrying around with me, I can find someone in the Bible who experienced the same and yet was was a, a good and holy person, if you will. You know, like uh, in the Psalms, you can find any emotion you need in the Psalms. Doesn't matter if you woke up angry that day or if you just woke up the most excited you've ever been, you can see... Uh, the psalmist going through the same. If you look to the early disciples or you look to the prophets, you see people there that were that were doing God's work and yet spent a lot of their time feeling like they were failing. It's, it's always a solid reminder to me that I am not the first person to feel to feel this. The ark in which God works is a lot longer than my vision. You know, Abraham and Sarah waited more than 25 years for that child they were promised. We can, we can read it, the story in a few minutes, and it feels like they had a promise and they were given what they were promised, but you know they waited a long, long time in between those two. That's a really good point. Thank you. So Kim, you describe yourself as a connector of people. Uh, connection and disconnection are common themes in our societies now, uh, especially it seems as we're less than ever based on our physical location. Uh, why is it important to connect people and how do you go about connecting people? Gosh, that's a great question, especially, you know, it's changed so much, right, in the last few years. That physical connection is so much less important, but I think in light of that, I think it's still really important 
to connect people physically. I think at every chance I get, I try to meet people in person and I try to connect people so that they'll meet in person because I really think that people really crave relationship and they crave community and I really believe that that's what God created us for. As hard as it might be to get back out there and really start connecting, I know for me it was tough because I got to I used to drive downtown every single day and then have events every single night. And I loved not having to do that. And now, but then I suddenly, I realized that once I started doing it again and going back out and meeting people, I didn't really even realize how much I had missed that and how much that energizes me. And so now physically, I, I schedule on my calendar at least a couple of meetings a week where I have to go downtown and meet somebody or I have to go somewhere and meet them. Um, because it's the best thing for me and it really gets me going and and helps me to to feed off of the energy and that you just don't get from a from a zoom call and I really need that and I find the more that I connect with people physically in person that the more I want to do it and it just gives me more and more energy so I think physically is one thing and then as far as connecting people phys- I think physically is is the best way to get people to meet each other because I think that the way that you can build those relationships and just even as simple as the nonverbals and those kind of things but I think you pick up on people's vibes right when you're together and and a lot more comes through when you're one-on-one connected rather than over a screen so much more can happen that way but I think intentionally pairing the right people for connection is also really important. And a lot of times uh, my faith does play into that because it might be that, you know, this person is dealing with something where they might need an attorney. This just happened a couple weeks ago, right? So I, I want to make sure and call and, and connect them with somebody who's going to really understand their situation, who's going to empathize with what they need, who's going to be that right temperament really find that right person, you know, and so I may find the best expert that I know in that area and say, here, I need you to help me find who's the best, who's the best person in in your firm that's going to do the help with this. Because I think intentionally pairing people is just so important for the success of both people. Yes, absolutely. Kim, what advice would you have for others who are maybe struggling to bring their faith to work? I think my first advice would be just to pray about it because I think I remember when I I was feeling that way when I first even thought about sharing my faith with other people and it wasn't even at work at the time but somebody told me about the prayer of Jabez that is just says you know help me expand my my uh, my circle or my influence and you know, help me expand my what is it what is it Jordan I can't remember expand my expand my territory I believe territory that's the word yeah so when when I it wasn't even it wasn't even about work that time but it was somebody told me about the the prayer of Jabez that helped me expand my territory I did that it was just amazing about what what God did and how he helped me to not feel when I could feel sort of a prompting of you know what I think this person 
somebody might say something and you feel like, you know what, I, I kind of feel like God's nudging me to talk to them about faith, or they might have just dropped something on me about how something that's going on in their life. And I want to pray for them, or I want to talk to them about God and how maybe they can lean on him. It's scary to even say that, you know, because you don't want them to think that you're a Jesus freak or somebody that they might be, have been scared of in the past. You know, there's all kinds of baggage that people have, right, that we don't know about. It's always good to just just pray about it and then just gently just nudge in there and just say, hey, you know, can I, can I pray for you? Or can, where are you with the God thing? Or... Just ask some kind of a question like that that's just a really easy lead into a conversation that's not threatening. I think it it helps a lot to think about what you're comfortable with and how you want to talk. If I walked up to somebody tomorrow and said, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? That would be really uncomfortable for me because it's not really my style. But for some people, that's exactly how they operate and it's really comfortable for them. So I think you have to find what's comfortable for you and what gets you into conversations with people that are meaningful. And you need to ride that and go, go in that direction. And at work, you know, you obviously have to respect the boundaries and honor the boundaries that they, that they have around you. When you take the opportunity to, to step into that water and to talk to somebody about your faith one-on-one, God's going to honor it. And he's going to help you expand that territory because it's for him, you know, and if you're doing it for the, for those reasons, then you're doing it to glorify God and to really try to spread what you have around. He's, he's going to be there. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to leave you hanging there. It, it reminds me so much of Paul's advice to the early church, you know, talking about there's only one spirit, but there are many gifts and also, you know, one body with many parts. So finding the way that God is leading you to work in the lives of others rather than accepting an outline that somebody else wrote that maybe doesn't, you know, match well with your abilities. And perhaps, you know, we, we know that God puts us in the places we need to be. So you know, we can trust that God is, is putting us around the people that need that type of witness as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. I always, I like what uh, St. Francis, that St. Francis quote of preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. If you can just show people how much you, you really care about them and, and just love people well, when it comes time to talk about your faith, you're going to have a lot better chance of them listening to you and wanting to hear what you have to say. Kim, if someone is wanting to learn more about you or perhaps engage you as a consultant, uh, where can people find you online? It's pretty easy to find me on LinkedIn, Jordan. Just Kim Plank on LinkedIn and KimPlankConsulting12 at gmail.com. Excellent. All right. And we will have that in the show notes as well. So if you're driving while you're listening to this, do not write it down. Uh, Check the show (laughs) notes later. Kim, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your learning. And especially thank you so much for the many ways that you're blessing BBT with your experience. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure to be here. And I'm just really honored to to be asked to be on the podcast. Thanks a lot, Jordan.